Good morning and welcome to Monday morning, November the 23rd in 2020 on When I Rise. Today we start a brand new year in the Revised Common Lectionary, so it's year B. This is the first Sunday of Advent. We always start off the new year in the church calendar of Advent, the season of waiting that leads us up to Christmas. And so today for the Old Testament passage, I'm going to go to a familiar text in Isaiah chapter 64, verses 1 through 9. So I'm going to read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, then we'll spend our time praying along its theme. So thanks for making this party morning. I went our eyes, saw our souls rise, and we got together in a time of prayer. Isaiah 64, verses 1 through 9. Oh, that you would rend the heavens and come down, that the mountains would tremble before you. As when fire sets twigs ablaze and causes water to boil, so come down and make your name known to our enemies and cause the nations to quake before you. For when you did awesome things that were not that we did not expect, you came down and the mountains trembled before you. Since ancient times no one has heard, no ear has perceived, no eye has seen any God beside you, who acts on behalf of those who wait for him. You come to the help of those who gladly do right, who remember your ways. But when we continue to sin against them, you are angry. How then can we be saved? All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all of our righteous acts are like filthy rags. We all shrivel up like a leaf, and like the wind our sins sweep us away. No one calls in your name or strives to lay hold of you, for you have hidden your face from us and have given us over to our sins. Yet you, Lord, are our Father. We are the clay, you are the potter, we are all the work of your hand. Do not be angry beyond measure, Lord. Do not remember our sins forever. O look on us, we pray, for we are all your people. This is the word of God for us. So this is the first day of year B in the Revised Common Lectionary. So let me just give a couple points of overview of uh, year B. In year B, the main gospel text is going to be the Gospel of Mark. Of course, we're going to have some of the Gospel of John. And then occasionally, uh, the weeks will call for a text in Matthew or Luke, uh, depending on the time of the year. We also, in the Old Testament, turn to some wisdom literature. And so we'll spend some time in some books that we read a verse at a time. And so we'll cover some more different parts of the Old Testament. And then in the New Testament letters, it'll go through First and Second Corinthians. I spend a lot of time in Ephesians and then towards the end in the book of James. And so a different set of books, a different place of scripture for year B. And so we're going to forge ahead uh, in this brand new year. We have a brand new logo for uh, when I rise because we have a brand new year. So I hope that you uh, enjoy year B as much as you have enjoyed year A. And so what can we say about Isaiah 64? Once again, we're in the season of Advent. Advent is a time of waiting. Uh, It's a time where we know something is going to happen. We're not sure how and when, but we know echoes of what's going to happen. And this is what we see in Isaiah 64. Isaiah can be cut into two different pieces. The first piece is Isaiah 1 through 39, and then 40 through the remainder of the book. And scholars call it first and second Isaiah. They assume that maybe there could be a couple different voices contributing to the book of Isaiah. But second Isaiah, the second part of Isaiah, however you want to refer to that, is this simply uh, this idea where more hope about Israel's restoration comes to the forefront. Uh, In the first part of Isaiah, there is a lot of reckoning because of Israel's sins and uh, God's judgment upon his people, but it doesn't end there. And what always gets the last word in the scripture text is 
restoration, it's salvation, it's hope. And that's what we see bucket loads of in the second part of Isaiah. And so Isaiah's praying a big, bold prayer here, and he's, and he's acknowledging some things. He's saying that he wants God to come down, but he knows what that means. He knows that everyone will be judged for their sins because God judges with impartiality. And so here he is. He's saying, we need you to come down. We need you to come and defend us on behalf of our enemies. But as you come down, can we ask another request? Can you forgive us of our sin? Could you pardon our iniquities? Could you be patient with us as we continue to try to be your people? And so I think this is a very honest and humble prayer, not just for them, but also for us. I think you and I would be, uh, all of us, uh, would want change in the world around us. Now, we might want different you know, ideas of what that change might be. But I think we also have to acknowledge there are going to be some things that if God were to come down, he's not just going to rubber stamp everything that we want. This God's going to do what he wants to do. And so one of the things that we have to reckon with as the believing people is, can we allow God to be God and for us to be the ones who receive from God? Um, can we turn over our vision of what it means for God to do something and allow God to do what he wants to do? Because this God is the one who's holy. This one, this God is the one who's the creator and we're the created. This God is the one who judges justly. This is the one, a God who doesn't have bias. He doesn't uh, have blind spots. This God sees it all, and this God moves on behalf of his story. And so what I want to reckon for us is that as we wait, and as we listen to echoes, and as we try to put the puzzle pieces together, that we don't rush ahead and assume upon God, and presume about what he's going to do, and presume that he's simply going to take our side because we want him to. But maybe we can have a humble plea like Isaiah. We could say, God, on the one hand, we need you to come, but on the other hand, we know that we don't measure up. And so God, would you please forgive us? Would you please restore us? Would you please remember mercy? And so that's going to be my prayer this morning as we take our first step towards Bethlehem and the manger is that we acknowledge who God is and we ask for mercy. And that mercy would flower in a thousand different ways around us as we wait upon what God wants to do next in the world around us. So let's spend some time praying as we start this week, this new year, but also this journey towards Christmas morning as we wait upon our incarnate Christ. So let's spend some time praying together this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we thank you for this, the beginning of a new year through the Bible together. And we thank you that you've been faithful thus far, and so we pray that you'd continue to be faithful as we continue to wait upon you. God, in your wise way, you build a season within the life of the church where we learn to wait, learn to understand that we don't have to have it our way, and we don't get it all at once. And so God, we confess to you that we struggle with waiting. We struggle with partiality. We struggle with a gradual revealing of things. But we know that you're transforming us because this is your wise way for us to live and to grow and to mature and to become wise. And so God, we give ourselves over to you again. We say a couple things with our one heart. We say that we are not God, but you are. This is your story, and we are grateful that you've brought us into the plot line. But God, we also acknowledge that we need you to come. And we know that means, because you judge with impartiality, that there are things in our life that has to go as well. And so God, as we move forward with you and as we ask for you to arrive among us, we also ask you in wrath remember mercy. Have mercy upon your people and allow us to be transformed, not because wrath uh, heaps up in our lives, but allow us to be transformed knowing that you've allowed us to have mercy 
and that you love to bestow mercy, that you uh, like to show mercy to all those who'd wait upon you and call upon you. And so God, we call upon you. And during this Advent season, may we see your mercy flower in a hundred different ways in our lives, in the lives of those whom we care for, and even in the lives of our enemies, because we know that you allow the rain to fall upon the righteous and the unrighteous. So God, take our expectations out of our hands, transform them, and then bring them back to us, knowing that they've been shaped by you and your dreams. And so God be with us as we move forward together. Ask all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.